Welcome to ERDB. I am Brenton, joined as always by Danielle. That's me. Thanks again for joining us this week as we count up the IMDb's best movies of all time and discuss some of the greatest films you mightn't ever have seen. This week, rated as number 29 on the Internet Movie Database by millions of film lovers from around the world, is Leon the Professional. Released in 1994, starring Jean Reno? It could be Jean Reno. I don't know. Jean Reno? Yeah. Or Jean Reno? I don't know. No idea. And Natalie Portman as the two leads, Leon the Professional is an English-speaking French film set in Little Italy, New York. Based on an original screenplay, the film is written and directed by Luc Besson. Oh, so it was French-produced? Yeah, it is a French film. It's kind of like huh. the same way that The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is an Italian film, but it's set in the US, when almost everyone else involved is French in this film. Uh, so hmm. it's a French film set in New York. I think it's kind of a weird mix, because you've got this French movie starring a Spaniard, an Israeli girl, and an Englishman. Those are your three main leads, and it's set in Little Italy in America. In America. Yeah, it's a very weird mix of ethnicities in this. Knowing this is a French movie makes a lot more sense. Okay, what does that mean? I've seen a lot of French movies lately, and okay. this definitely has a feel. The to feel, it. Yeah. yeah. So that makes more sense because I was thinking, I'm like, if this is American, this is weird. Like, this is it would have been sort of indie, different. Like, I mean, it definitely had a decent budget, but it was just it was filmed really differently to what I would have expected from an American film. Like, if this was an American film, if it was the same film but it was produced in the U.S., I would have expected something very different from it, and I did. And so I was like, this isn't this isn't great, you know what I mean? But knowing it's I think it French, would have been bigger and brighter and probably tackier. Like, a lot of these scenes It would have very, been flashier. If flashier is the word I'm looking for. Um, mm. A lot of these scenes, they're in, like, there are a lot of these, like, dank hotels with paint peeling off the walls. Yeah. There's close-knit sort of the rooms, the scenes are very small, and there's only mm. a few of them that it goes between, and there's a few outside uh, cityscape shots. But apart from that, it's a it's a pretty small film. There's not, like, big set pieces or anything for this. And I feel like there would be if it was American. Yeah. No, like, it definitely... Is that what you mean? That makes... Yeah, it, it's got the feel, and it that makes sense. Because uh, when you have American films with that feel, it's because... Either they're low budget or, well, that's pretty much it. They're low budget. Um, I was going to say, or they're indie films. Some directors go for that feel on purpose, even though they do have the budget for it. Whereas most of the French movies I've seen, they take that kind of grungy approach all the time. Mm. I think it's just kind of a hallmark of French cinema. But yeah, so it makes it make a lot more sense. I'm just thinking about... Something like Pulp Fiction, which came out in the exact same year as this, by an American. Way flashier. Way flashier, right? Even though both of them are very dialogue-heavy, based on characters, it can get gruesome from time to time. It's about the interaction between the scenes, and yet they're from two different perspectives. Like, I I think the similarities there between these two movies are there more than what you might think on the surface. 
Um, yeah. And one's done by a Frenchman and one of the other one's done by, obviously, Tarantino, which I believe is from L.A. Well, to highlight, using that comparison, to highlight some of these differences a little bit further, Pulp Fiction uses actually quite a bit of color. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas Leon the Professional, it's a lot more muted tones. And that's definitely something I've seen in all of the French movies I've seen. Mm. Use of color is not, like, nothing's as bright. Things can still be very pretty or elegant looking or expensive looking, but nothing's like, you know, flashing in your face kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie was released as just Lyon. That's what it was called in the UK, France, Australia, uh, mm -hmm. most of Europe, I would assume. But in America, it was just called The Professional. So they, they officially have changed the, the name of this to Leon the Professional. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you needed a different name for the US, but maybe Leon was a different property at the time. Who knows? Mm. Uh, so it's just now known as Leon the Professional. Because you asked me, what, what is this called? <laughs> it could have also been a cultural understanding. You know what I mean? So in other countries... I think just a name would be enough to be persuasive, but in the U.S., if you had a movie with just a name, people might not have yeah okay. might not have caught people's attention as much as the professional. Yeah, it was a mean? marketing thing. Yeah, so that's likely what I think it was. Yeah. Um. So this movie wasn't nominated for any Oscars, uh, mostly because I would say 1994 was an insane year in film. Like we were talking last week about the Green Mile. 1999 is probably the single greatest year in film, but 94 mm. is definitely up there. This is the same year as, like I said, Pulp Fiction. You've got mm. the Shawshank Redemption. This is the same mm. year as Forrest Gump, um, mm. all of which we've already covered on this show, meaning that they're in the top. 30 or so, uh, The Lion King, which we'll get to in about a month, as well as things like Speed and True Lies, Clerks, Natural Born Killers, Ed Wood, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a really good year for movies. Mm. Also, just a side note, in the year of 94, Jim Carrey released Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. All in That's like seven months. <laughs> like he was nobody in January. Uh, and he was, like, very well-known come December. And I just thought, that's very strange. Like, anyway. Yeah. 94 was a big year in film. Mm. So I'm surprised that this got sort of any sort of recognition. I'm surprised it didn't just get hidden amongst all that stuff. Maybe it mm. had more of a cult following in the years following um, because of Luke Besson's work. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. He also wrote a sequel to this called Matilda. Um, and it was going to be about her older now, probably late teens, early 20s, and she's, like, pretty well trained assassin at the moment, and she's very good, and she goes on and does that. But um, he had a falling out with his production company, I think, and he did ma end up making the movie with Zoe Saldana in mm -hmm. 2011, but it wasn't called that. He rewrote the script so that it was a standalone, I think it was called Colombiano or something. Um I would be interested to see that, especially with Natalie Portman. I would love to see, like, him come back to this character, like, 10 years later and just mm -hmm. have a young Natalie Portman doing that role. Um, mm -hmm. I would have loved to have seen that. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to say? I have things to say, but I, I, need, I need to be able to have time to explain myself, so... Okay. Did you like this movie? No. <laughs> okay. And Do you like it better knowing that it was a French film? 
it explains some things. And I feel bad saying that because French movies aren't steaming turds. They're just a lot more artistic than American films. Yeah. And I wish I had known that going into it because I would have approached it with a different perspective. And I feel like some people could say, oh, you should just take it at face value. Like, why does it matter if it's French or American? And it's like, well, it's context, right? Mm. Me thinking this was an American movie, I'm like, it's kind of... There, there were elements about it that I really enjoyed. So Natalie Portman did a really good job with her character acting. Gary Oldman did a really good job acting. But the premise was weird. The story was weird. The characters and their dynamics were weird. It was just fucking weird. And again, saying that, it makes a lot more sense knowing it's a French film because French films are fucking weird. <laughs> They're weird. They're strange. Um, so yeah, like... It's probably a matter of perspective. I don't know, all the French films I've ever seen were really weird. Yeah, but because you're coming from it from a Canadian perspective. Yeah. I just felt like, and I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't sat on it for long enough. I feel like not a lot happened in this movie. No, I don't think it did either. Which is why I think it was more based around the characters and their interactions. I really quite like this. Mostly because of the characters. I really like the character of Leon the Professional. I've said that before. Because he's so articulate, he's very professional. Uh, he's I like seeing people depicted as this person is good at what he does. Like he's the best mm. in New York City. Like that's insane, and you can mm. see that. And he's very modest and humble, and he's a pro. Like he doesn't. He has values, and I really respect that. And I I like this as a character. So mm. that's probably why I like it. I like his interactions. This is the the second or third time I've seen it. Um, especially like that opening scene where he's taken down those guys. Mm. Uh, I think that's really cool. He's, he's almost depicted in that as like more myth than man. Like he's really yeah. scary cause you can't see him coming. Um, I really like the character. No, I definitely, I, I understand that. Yeah. I really didn't like Matilda. As a character? She is a bit of a bucket of contradictions for me. Okay. Now, is your dislike for the character of Matilda, is that what's making you not like the movie as a whole? Or is no, it for different reasons? that's just one element of it. So, I found her to be... First of all, she's just a weird kid. Just strange. Yeah. And I guess some of that would stem from the fact that she grew up in this really horrible neighborhood to drug dealer parents or whatever. Like, the fact that... Are we into spoilers? Because you kind of laid out one big spoiler there. Yeah, let's just go into spoilers. Um, it's not a hell of a lot that happens in this. Let's just have yeah. a blanket. You know what happens. Yeah, like, for her to be in a situation where her parents get, like, blown to the fucking moon with a shotgun, she didn't grow up in a good in a good situation. So it doesn't surprise me that she kind of is the way she is. But that said, she's still she's still strange. Like... I don't like that she's she's like, I want to be an assassin. And then she starts crying at every instance. And I, I get that, but it's like there's moments. And you said, well, she's a lot more mature than some other people. And yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, you need to pull your head in. And like, if you want to do that, you have to get your head around what that means. And she's very much... You had said that she wants to be an assassin, but she's way too emotional to be able to do that. And I said... I really think it is toned down to what a normal 12-year-old girl would be doing. I don't. 
You don't? I don't know. Okay, so you, I think she's a lot more like, what other normal 12-year-old girl would be able to like go into the DEA office with those guns? And she starts crying when he's interrogating her, but she still holds her own in that scene. She's like answering yeah. and telling him what she's going to do. And I think she's got more balls than normal, but just because she doesn't but- have as many as Leon... She's not smart. Yeah, and that's the difference. So, sure, she's got balls and she's cocky, and that's great. But cockiness won't get you anywhere because you'll like shoot yourself in the foot. Because Leon you know I mean? is very smart, and I love that the way that that's depicted in every little thing that he does. And part of that's like I am twelve and I know everything, and I'm going to have sex with you because I'm twelve, and it's just like shut the fuck <laughs> up, you stupid little girl. Like you just you you I don't like people like that and i that's what i didn't like about this character is that she's like she's not behaving the way most teenagers would in that like i'm smarter than you and i know everything she's she's not saying it but you can tell that she kind of believes it and she's just instead of acting it she's almost embodying it and she's just won't listen and she doesn't like oh why can't we well, why do you think it's statutory rape, you little idiot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you you see that in the scene where she's sitting on the the stoop, and those other kids, like her same age, come up to her and they wanted like ten bucks off her or something. And she was the way she was interacting with them and talking to them. She definitely thought that she was higher than them. She thought she was better than them. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why she was there. Like, she is tough. And she understands things that other kids don't understand, but she's not smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give her that. She's got street cred, like, for days. See, I feel like it's accurate as to an actual 12-year-old girl who went through these things and is in that situation. She would think that. She would think that, oh, I'm I'm 12, you know, look at me. So I I think that that is accurately depicted, whether or not you like the character or not. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I'm going to take a minute and do what I always do and do a little psychoanalysis because that's what I like to do. I'm just thinking like why would she be the way she is? She's probably very traumatized and never really had a father figure so she never had like she got daddy issues right and we know how that always plays out so that kind of makes sense to me but at the same time I'm like I don't have to like it you know you know yeah yeah She's just, she's just strange, and it doesn't sit well with me. Like, just the way she thinks, the way she behaves, the way she speaks. I'm just like, shut up. I think there is something to it, though, where I do like watching those interactions, the way she's just, like, walking around or pouring a glass of milk. Mm. Maybe it is because it's a French film, and I'm comparing them to French films, where they are slower, they're softer. The way yeah. that they show little interactions, and I kind of like seeing those. They focus on, on nuance, yeah. Yeah, they focus on little things, little sensory yeah. things. Yeah. I do think it's strange that there was such a big thread in this about Matilda thinking that she's in a relationship with Leon, she wants to oh, like, sleep with him, and... It's hypersexualized, and I'm just like... This is making me, like, it wasn't making me uncomfortable necessarily. It was just like. I just wonder what the intentions were with that. Exactly. What is, why is it necessary to this story? I liked it better. And maybe it's just because I'm more comfortable with it when they were just, when she, when he was almost being like her dad, you know? Yeah. 
and he was chasing her around and stuff, yeah. I do like how Leon's character, because they could have taken him down the creepy road. He could have yeah. lent into it, and he's just like, no, what, no, what's the matter with you? And I like that. I'm like, okay, thank you for not doing that. Like, um, mm. her doing one thing is is one thing, but him leaning into it or feeding this obsession, this delusion of hers, uh, you could have done that for the movie's sake, but I'm glad that they didn't. And I think Portman's parents had a say in that, because it was a little bit more sexualized in the original script, and they're like, yeah, no, we're not doing any of that. Yeah. Well, and that's fair enough, because I even asked about it. I'm like, it's interesting because you'd never see her taking a drag from a cigarette. Yeah. She'll hold it, and there was one scene where somebody lit it for her, but it was from a distance, so they wouldn't actually, because I'm like, how do you get around doing illegal things to kids for the sake of art in movies? Mm. You you can't, right? Like, you couldn't do, like, naked shots of kids or something either for the sake of art, because then it's child pornography. Obviously. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, she couldn't smoke, and she never did smoke. She was often holding a cigarette, but, like... I'm just trying to think now, have I ever seen kids smoke in film before? It doesn't... It seems like something, like, yeah, I've seen... Maybe I haven't, I don't know. I think we did in City of God. That's a little different, though. Like, anything goes down in Brazil in the 70s. (laughs) But it wasn't filmed in the 70s. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they weren't taking a drag as well. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But at the end there, though, when he's putting her down the... I was going to say garbage chute. No, it's like the air conditioning duct. Um, And he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. What do you think that is? Why did he say I love you? Yeah, what's his intention there? Is is it that he likes being with her and having someone to take care of? Or is it that he's like giving in to... No, he wanted her to leave. She wouldn't leave until he said something like that. So I don't think he means it. He knows that he's about to die, probably. Um, So he's like, I'm going to give her a memory and I'm going to make her leave. So that was the best way to do it. So he says, I love you, and then she goes. Otherwise, she wouldn't have left. Mm -hmm. And then she keeps him on this pedestal in her mind because she's like, oh, he loved me too. No one can dispute that. Um, I don't think that he actually meant it in that scene. It was just him trying to you get her to believe. You don't think he actually meant it at all? No. Okay. No, I don't think he did. It was it was more of just like... It was more of a father-daughter relationship to him. Mm. And that sort of, yeah, childlike respect sort of thing because she helped him out a fair bit. She looked after his plant and gave him milk and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was it was a little weird. She regularly pissed him off. Like, I like that scene where he's, like, really angry at her. I forget what she did in that instance, but it was, like, the second or third time when they had to leave the hotel. Oh, it was when she said to the doorman or whatever, she's like, he's my lover. And you could see them walking down the street, and she's, like, keeps flashing him glances, and she's like, oh, God, and he's just, like, fucking pissed when they're walking down the street. Yeah, because he's very, like, particular. He likes to be very low-key, don't draw attention to yourself, no one should know who I am, why I'm here, or anything like that, and she immediately says that and basically makes the red lights flash. And that's why I'm saying, I'm like... You're an idiot. You're not smart. Why would you do that? That's that's 100% a call for attention. And you yes. know that you're not supposed to have any attention. She wants 
to be an adult. She wants an adult relationship. She thinks it's that she is in some adult relationship. She wants an adult career. She wants mm. to go do these things. She doesn't want to be 12 anymore, and that's why she doesn't want to go to school. She doesn't want to be treated like a kid. She wants to smoke. And I don't like kids like that. It's like, shut up, you're 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's why I really don't like her. Um, That scene when they're walking down the street, because he turns, when you said he was pissed, he turns to her and says, don't, don't ever do that shit again. Uh, I thought he was talking about her firing out the window because she was firing out the window with a fucking pistol into New mm. York City just before that. I thought that's what she was referring to, but it, it but I guess it was the. Uh, the I think he was talking about that, and then because it was the next time they had to move hotels that oh was she it said that yeah okay. I've got my timelines all over the place. Yeah, so I think he gets to a point where he's just like, oh god, what have I got myself into? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I do really like Natalie Portman in this role. I think she, you can see in this that whether or not you like the character, she's playing it very well. She is. She's, her acting is very good. And it, like, I'm realizing I have a very strong dislike for this character that's coloring my opinion of her performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think you can see in this the makings of a great actress that she later yeah. grows into. Like, she went on to win an Oscar. Uh, she's very good. The best scene I think that she does is when, right, pretty much towards the beginning, when she goes and knocks on Leon's door, and the mob DEA guys behind her, mm-hmm. and she's like ringing the doorbell, and she's like, "Open, please, please." And you just—it's from like the the peephole kind of perspective, um, mm-hmm. and you can just see her like crying and weeping. Mm. And I like just watching that because I'm like, "Damn, she's acting really well in this scene." Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the best scenes that I like uh, for the acting from her. Mm-hmm. But acting in general, it's got to be fucking Gary Oldman. Holy shit, this guy is chewing into this character. He is having yeah. so much fun. He is so goofy. I don't know what drugs he's on. Um, what do you think were those pills that he kept taking? I think they were some sort of amphetamine. I would imagine so, yeah. The way he cracks them and eats them is like, why well, are you Well, I'm that? trying... To understand actually how he's taking that drug. Like, he sticks it in his mouth, and it looks... To me, do you know what it looks like? It looks like he's taking a cyanide capsule. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like if he cracked his spy tooth. It looks. That's what it looks like. Um, is he breathing in when he does that? Like, is he doing some weird sort of snorting it? Is he swallowing it? Yeah, I don't know. Because he like, has to face his face straight up. I think he's inhaling it somehow. Yeah. I don't understand. It's strange. I do love Gary Oldman. I've said this so many yeah, times. He's, he's amazing. so fucking terrific, and this is a, such a great role. And he's so young in this too. I think too, like something that bothered me about this is that you don't get to know what the deal is there. You know what I mean? Like they rock up at the beginning. Somebody owes him money. He goes nuts. As he does, gets mad, kills everybody. And then you're like, oh shit, he's actually part of the DEA. And then it's never talked about again and he just dies. You know? Uh, Him being corrupt, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it needs to be fleshed out more than that. You You just know that there's a certain number of the DEA agents that are corrupted and they're on his payroll. Uh... I think that that's fleshed out as much as it needs to be because he even goes and talks to Tony and he says, like, we've worked together before, you know me sort of thing. Um, and so you understand that relationship with his character and what he's he's doing, what he's got his fingers in 
as much as you need to. I don't know. I would have liked a bit more. Okay, it just like what? felt it just felt like we were just scratching the surface to okay. me is all. Like the whole movie, I was just kind of like, what's why? What's going on? And I know that I know that it was focusing on the interactions and the characters. I just would have preferred a little bit of depth. Okay, yeah. Personally. I do love the clothing in this real quick. Like I maybe it's just because it's like the early 90s aesthetic, but the clothing and the costuming in this, the glasses and the coats and the the beanies that they wear. Mm. May- maybe it is a mixture of like really obscure and 90s aesthetic, but I I kind of really like the clothing in this. Like I like how Gary Oldman never wears anything other than that beige suit and he he stands out a lot against the the other police officers are all wearing black. I think the mm. costuming is pretty cool. Yeah. I wanted to bring up the point of why is it that you've always got really eccentric, strange people being, like, the heads of these crime organizations? You know, like, why is it that, like, the top guy is weird? Because he's, like, you know, he's, like, he's into his music and you don't want to disturb him when he's into his music. And it's, like, Because he has access to all there? these fucked up drugs. That's why. <laughs> he was probably fine. But, like... So you rise to the top and then you become eccentric, or do you? Were no, you I always weird? You know what I, I mean. I like how Tony was always a very like he was always reasonable and compassionate, mm. and I like I like that because even though he's in a place of power, he was very like approachable. Um, mm-hmm. You don't usually see people like that, so I guess he wasn't weird. I don't know. What other examples are you referring to? I'm just thinking like. Was it Tico in Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. Again, drugs. <laughs> Lots of access to drugs. Okay. So do you think that's what it is? You think Tuco. they get to the... Yeah, that guy. Tuco. Tuco Salamanca. Okay. Uh, or even, like, Dr. Evil. I mean, <laughs> hyperbolization. Yeah, just, like, you've got these people who are, like, these... But for lack of a better term, evil geniuses, you know what I mean? Not geniuses. Yeah, okay, I suppose. And they're always strange. One's got a cat, and one's got his classical music, and, like, I'm just trying to think. I feel like I've... <laughs> his talking about the different composers was reminding me of something. There's a line from the Simpsons movie where one of the guys says to the guy in charge, um, I'm trying to remember his name, don't remember, doesn't my fucking matter. He says, sir, I, I, I think you've gone mad with power. And he's like, of course I have. Have you tried gone mad without power? No one listens to you. It's boring. So yeah. you kind of need to go mad with power because if you're one or the other, no one listens to you. You wouldn't be, be in that position. Or Howard Hughes, even. Howard, Howard Hughes, Hughes, yeah, okay. That's a good like, example, yeah. He's not, he wasn't a bad person, but he was like... He had really bad OCD and he like he was nuts. He I was think nuts. that guy was able to feed into any eccentricities that he had because of the power that he had, because of the money. It heightens your already like present abilities. That makes sense. Yeah, because usually like in regular life you're like, I'd love to do that. But, but I, I can't, can't do that. So I gotta live like a normal Joe. Yeah. Or even like Lady Gaga when she was first coming out and she would dress in these like she because would just she wear can. whatever the shit she wanted. Yeah. Um, okay, so it's, it's a money thing almost, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a money, power, access to people, drugs, it heightens all the things, the weird things that you want to be. Like, if everyone in normal life 
was able to do those things, you'd have a lot of fucking weird people access to a lot of weird things because they're able to do these things. So it's literally that you've got nothing inhibiting you from doing whatever you want. I would say so, yeah. Especially for someone who's high up in the DEA. He has fucking DEA squads at his ready. Like, he has, like, them all played like a little puppet sort of thing. And I think that's a really cool aspect of that character. Yeah, it's just he has the whole of, like, NYPD. And I'm just like, how are you this corrupt and nobody's figured it out yet? Oh, you can tweak these things. Like, a lot of these agents would just be following orders. They don't know why they're hunting this guy down. That's just what their higher-ups have told them. I just... Yeah, like, for that... In that instance, too, like, you're looking for a man and a girl, and a girl walks out of the building, and the cop's like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. You know, like, he literally had no idea that that they were supposed to be looking for a little girl. He seems like more of a beat cop. Yeah, I don't know what He was a beat cop, but they didn't even know. Um, I just find it strange that... Gary Oldman's character, he's got, he's got drugs on him at all the time, and he works in the fucking DEA. Those security guards didn't do their job very well. Yeah, I don't know how she got into that building with those guns. She it went brought, through like, the middle six of the guns. Yeah. It didn't. He's like, oh, it's just food. Like, you didn't even check, you dumb shit. Really? And maybe it's because she was a little girl. Yeah, but, and maybe this is, like, we gotta remember, too, this was pre-9-11 when people... Yeah, I wonder yeah. what New York was like pre-9-11. Like, as I imagine, a lot changed. Because just for me, like, I'm just like, you're an idiot. You don't think, for me, I guess, yeah, just because people are a lot less trusting now because of that. I'm like, of course they would send in a little girl. Why wouldn't they send in a little girl? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't she be a threat? Oh, old people aren't a threat. Bullshit, old people aren't a threat. You could strap a bomb to them and you'd never see it because of whatever. You know what I mean? Like... Anybody could be a threat. So it's just interesting to me to see that kind of juxtaposition of how the world used to think versus how the world thinks now. Because I've never, I don't remember a time when people didn't think about stuff like that. And that's weird. And I guess too, I've even seen enough, you know, like enough has happened in the world since 2001 that I'm like, yeah, fair enough that you won't let someone bring whatever on the plane. You know what I mean? I remember my grandmother got mad because they took her manicure scissors. I'm like, Grandma. See, the things, like, the things that are on the plane, that I don't think that's because of 9-11. There were a series of attempted terrorist attacks, I think they were in the UK, where a bunch of guys had everyday items, like the manicure scissors and things, and they That'd made... That'd be the IRA, probably. IRA? The Irish Republican Army. Oh, they I did don't the think bunch so. of bombings in the 80s and stuff. And... On, in the planes? No, this is like yeah. early 2000s. This is post 9 11. There was a bunch of things where they were able to do quite a lot with everyday items. And that's what mm-hmm. made aeroplanes crack down around the world more than 9 11. A lot of people don't know that. Well, but it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, you can stab someone with a pen. You can absolutely stab someone with a pen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so for her to say, why would they take those scissors? What could someone do with scissors? It's scissors. They've got, they're made for cutting things. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Someone could, if they wanted to, definitely do something with scissors. I don't know. It's just, it was interesting. And the security guards were idiots. <laughs> so I do really like the ending of this, though. Like, the way that he handles those squads, I think it's so badass. That's such a cool way to go. 
Um, mm. It feels a lot like that scene from uh, Sons of the Lambs we were talking about where he puts the mask on so that he yes. gets taken out as one of the victims and that very much plays like that. I kind of really wanted to see him get away, but I'm glad that Gary yeah, Oldman died too. in the end as well. I know. I When when Leon got shot, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? He's going to walk this prick? So I was really happy when he got And then he gives him the, 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 the ring. What did he call it? The ring trick. The ring trick, yeah. Um, and then he looks at it, he opens his shirt, and he's like, oh, shit. He knew right then that there was, like, nothing he could do. I think my mom was watching this, like, back in the 90s. And I remember seeing that last scene, like, from the moment that she got into the vent. And I remember seeing the explosion. And I remember as a kid, I was like, that was pretty cool. Like, I, I don't know what's going on, but this looks like some hectic shit. Um mm-hmm. So I, I remember seeing that, and then I watched it again years later. I'm like, oh, that's what that memory was from. Because mm-hmm. I used to just have random snippets of memories, and I'm like, what? what is that movie from? Mm. I've been seeing, like, we've watched a few different movies lately, and the theme has been recurring where I've said, this character would have to have such a good understanding of people. Which one? To be a good assassin, Leon, you'd have to know how people think so you'd know how they would act like the guy at the beginning I think that comes from experience but you would also have an understanding like i think you'd get a bit of a read when you see people like how do you know where he's gonna go how do you know what he's gonna do experience sure but also that would lend you some insight into how people think because certain people would do things differently you know yeah, he'd probably read that, like, this person is this scared, so therefore he's going to go cower in this corner, and if I were him, I would do this. You can probably read into what is the situation I'm going to go react to it. Yeah, so you know what you I would mean? have to have that level understanding, yeah. Whereas other people would be like, this guy is not scared of anything. It's going to be fight till the death. Yeah, so you would assess that situation differently. And you'd have to make split-second decisions based on information that you're taking him right then and that's shown when he's still in the hall and he asks matilda to get the axe because he knows that he's going to cut his way out from the kitchen on the inside uh i think that was like clever forward planning yeah well and you see that too like that makes perfect sense to me because whenever they go into a new dwelling He goes and he checks out the whole apartment or hotel room or whatever. And I think it's dual purpose. One, to see where all the windows are and to, you know, figure it out. But also to to figure out escape routes. Well, I was thinking that he's probably got a series of hotels, like, in his network that he knows and has planned before um, Mm -hmm. while he's getting around the city. Because that's what I would do if I were him. I would just have a series of ones where I would try to get the same room every time so you don't have to keep devising these plans. Mm-hmm. So he probably knew that that vent was there from before because he's probably staked it out before and knows where it leads mm. to. I don't know. Um, I think it's a really cool character and I like the I like seeing his thought process and the way that it's executed, which is why mm. I like this movie. I kind of mm. like it. It's not my favorite. I don't know that it really deserves to be as high up as it is. I know it's yeah. kind of a cult classic. It just... It was fine. It... Just, it's not something I would watch again. It's okay. not something I would really recommend. Like, if somebody said to me, did you like it? I'd be like, mm. Meh. You know. Well, we talked about why, so. This is the same guy who did Lucy. Did you like Lucy? I really liked Lucy. Yeah. He's done quite a few of these. 
There's one at the moment called Anna, and it's the same sort of deal where it's like a female assassin, these mm. badass women roles that he he's he's often does. He's done like five or six movies around Ooh, these sort power. of characters. Yeah, pretty much. So you like Lucy? I haven't seen it. But again, Lucy, Lucy had a lot more depth. Lucy okay. had some really cool. I've heard that it's really similar to this other movie with Limitless. I think Bradley Cooper. Yeah. yeah, like it's the same premise almost. I've seen Limitless. I saw that one in cinemas that came out beforehand. I haven't seen yeah. Lucy though. I don't know. I've only seen Lucy. I liked the premise. I liked the way that it looked at certain biological and physical concepts mm. um, and made okay. them accessible in film. And again, that was a lot. That's a concept film. That's yeah. not a plot film or whatever. That's a like high concept. I don't know. I really like that movie. This is also Natalie Portman's first feature film. She hadn't figured- really acted before. She she was in a like a she was in a play before this on an off Broadway musical, um, and she was there with Britney Spears. She was in this small play when she was like ten or eleven, uh, and she got picked up and she was in this movie and. And now look at her. Yeah. She went on to do Star Wars after straight after this, I think. She a bit older in Star Wars. She was like... I think it was four or five years later. She was still a teenager in Star Wars. I was going to say, she was like 17 or something. Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. That's a big step, actually. Yeah. To Star she, Wars. She might have done one or two things uh, in the mid-90s, mm-hmm. but not that I know of. We have been Danielle and Brenton this week. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, check us out on all the socials, and comment on SoundCloud. And until next week, thanks for listening. Welcome to WeRDB. I am Brenton, joined as always by Danielle. That's me. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Even when I try to not... Blow it out. That first welcome. It's on 84. Let's yeah. try it again. Okay. Let's both just do that again. Okay. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us this week as we count up the best movies of all time and discuss some of the greatest movies you mightn't ever have seen. I completely butchered that. So you think I'd be able to do it without the, the notes right now, hey? But I tried mm. to and I couldn't do it.